2: Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Dennis Michelson, and Lori Monroe from racetalkradio.com. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Now from the David Hobbs Honda Studios. It's final inspection on 1057 FM The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki.
1: to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Make sure to get out there this weekend. Uh, This weekend, it's the King of the Streets event out at Great Lakes Dragway. And, you know, they were saying, oh, it's it's hot, sticky. It's just, oh, it's summer. You know, it's beautiful right now, Jeff Orlowski.
2: Absolutely gorgeous.
1: Uh, and Light breeze. I mean, I don't really feel that much, you know, humidity. Now, in four hours, I can't tell you what's going to happen. But, I mean, as of right now, I mean... Get down to Great Lakes Dragway right now.
2: Absolutely. Especially if you're hungry. They got great food down there.
1: With fantastic food. And uh, like they're always doing upgrades every year. And if you haven't been out there this year, make sure you get out to Great Lakes Dragway. And this weekend would be a perfect uh, time to do that. i also like to thank our friends at the Milwaukee Air and Napa Auto Care Centers. They can be found on the web at MILWCCAR.com. And also would like to welcome a new sponsor coming from the David Hobbs Honda Studios. It is the final inspection show, and uh, we'd like to thank uh, them for coming on board. Of course, David Hobbs Honda, dealer for the pu- for the people located at 6100 North Green Bay Avenue in Glendale, or, of course, you can find them online at davidhobbs.com for all your Honda needs. Have you ever owned a Honda, Jeff? I have not. You have? I've owned several. Yeah. The and closest
2: a- I've ever had is, uh, you know, I got
1: a Lexus, so a Toyota. Oh, yeah. I, try. I forgot you're one of those one percenters
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah
1: yeah great <laughs> but, but make sure you uh check out david hobbs honda and uh for all the for the best in brand new hondas and also a wide selection of used cars if you want to get a lexus like uh jeff rolowski you can they might have one on the lot right now so make sure you check them out but it has been a crazy crazy week of course uh i gotta bring the bring the show down a little bit here because I found this out this morning and this is kind of is I mean if you're a sports guy even though he's not a sports guy everybody knew I mean if you're of, of our age Jeff and my age uh over 30 right yeah wink wink uh Adam West passed away of course he's the original TV Batman and uh I forget what age he is I know he was in his 80s but he was one of these guys 88 he was, 80 he 80 was see I thought he was like 85. 88 he looked like he was about 70. I mean, the guy was amazing. There's a documentary on him where they they give him the Hollywood uh, Star of Fame a few years ago. If you check that out on uh, Netflix, Hulu, whatever, which I'm going more and more to. Jeff, really? Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I got I got a smart TV couple couple months ago, and they got the one button thing. Yeah, which is, that is I think that was the biggest game changer for smart TVs. Because before you had to kind of program, you, you, you had to screw around a lot to get to where you wanted to go. Now with these new ones, they got those hot keys on there, boom. One click, you're there. And then you can just
2: – I
1: know what you're looking for. I got. We're on Amazon Prime, and we do. been watching some documentaries on that. And if you get a chance to, the Adam West documentary, you kind of really – the guy was a really cool guy. I mean, a lot of these people, they're kind of, you know, you know, you know, okay – you're kind of douchebags okay whatever but adam west uh, it just seems like a really cool guy you know and he was everywhere he just loved he enjoyed the attention and he gave great interviews i mean if there's uh, looking back now he's he's gonna be one of those guys if you could draw or you could line up 100 guys you wish you could talk to on the radio he's definitely one of those guys absolutely because i just i love that show it was it was campy and whatnot but he really enjoyed it and surely a loss adam west uh passed away uh from uh quickly uh, advancing leukemia came on suddenly and uh, passed away at the age of 88 so he will be missed ace uh joining us on the great midwest bank hotline because we got so much stuff to do today we're gonna bring eddie lapine on from RacingNation.com. eddie welcome to the show
0: hey guys how are you doing today
1: pretty good it's just beautiful weather up here it's it, it's almost like uh, Florida March weather up here, April weather, I think you would say. Is it really? It is, yeah. It, it is now. Now you got me thinking about uh, temperature right now. It is 82 degrees right now. with a.
0: Wow. I hope it's nice when I come up there in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, I think it will be. It'll I think be with... in the 40s, Eddie, just for you, buddy.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? It wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't mind wearing a sweatshirt. Uh, I haven't worn <laughs> one down here in a year.
2: So, oh, okay. Yeah. You yeah. got to, got to slide that dagger I don't believe
1: in, huh? that. That's a bunch of crap. Um,
0: uh, yeah, it's true. It's been a blistering, uh, summer so far down here and it hasn't even begun.
1: <laughs> well, let, let's take a, a quick time out here and let's go through what, what, what we have coming up. Of course, we're going to be talking some NASCAR and formula one with Eddie. We got uh help me out here, Jeff. We got Graham Ray Hall, which you recorded earlier this week. Yeah. An interview with him, uh, I hooked up the John Forrest with the big show earlier in the week. We're going to be replaying that in, this, in the second hour. We got... Um, Tony Dezino. Tony Dezino coming up at the top of the hour. The second hour, we'll be talking uh, IndyCar with him. And then we got Johnny O'Connell, uh, Pirelli World Challenge driver with the Cadillac team. We'll be talking to him uh, right before the uh, the end of this first hour. Oh, and the Aaron Tealitz, too. Indy Lights driver. So let's not forget about Aaron. Uh, he's coming up, too. So... Got a got a lot of people to jam in here. So uh, Aaron Tealitz, of course, uh, from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. He's the official up and coming driver of the final inspection show. So uh, Eddie, we're in Pocono. Have you, did you see the fox? That's the big news so far.
0: That was that was the most exciting thing, and uh, all day was watching them try to get the fox. The officials were uh, trying to uh, catch him, and he went inside the safer barrier.
1: Smart animal. Yeah. And then they trapped them in there and suffocated well, them and killed them.
0: them. And they, couldn't, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they had 10 guys.
1: They threw a and claymore a in there. A <laughs>
0: shovel, uh, six bags of uh, oil dry, um, and they just closed it off so they could finish qualifying. And uh, three 19-year-olds up there today for qualifying and the uh, Xfinity race.
1: Yeah, uh, who's the guy? Kyle Benjamin? Did you say
2: uh, yeah. Jeff? Yep, yeah. Benjamin's got the pole. It's his second start, so uh, not a bad start to his career, that's for sure, right, Eddie?
0: No, there's uh, there's a lot. That, I mean, these young guys, are, it's it's loaded. They're gonna give the reg. I mean, the regular cup guys uh, a run for their money.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, he. Uh, there's a lot, you know, like you said, uh Hemrick is up there as well. Uh he's off to to a, a good start, looking for a couple better finishes than than he's had, but uh but still not bad. So he's showing a lot of speed as well on a young season.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a good race.
2: Should be. Do you uh you excited at all about this whole drivers only broadcast that they've been uh, just promoting the heck out of?
0: Well, I think it's it's good for social media, and it's good I mean the fans you know it gets em- it's something more and new yeah with with the drivers, and you know I mean Jeff Gordon's doing such a good job in the booth, and I think they're just opening it up for the drivers to give a little more personal touch, yeah, I think it's it's really good for any type of uh, you know sport. you don't see the basketball and football players up in the booth, you know like that.
1: Mm, well, usually they're retired, but they've been trying. To... Yeah, hey, I like that. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The the question is: Is it going to bump the ratings? Any? It make it a little bit of a bump, but.
0: Well, I think I think all forms of racing are looking for some type of you know, with social media and a connection with youth and and trying to get out of the box and do different things. Um, not like they should be doing with penalizing Kyle Busch's crew and uh, suspending them for four
1: races. Well, now. here's here's the – and this is where sometimes it's, it's good timing is, is, is very important with the Xfinity Series because I think it's absolutely embarrassing that Roush Fenway has to shut down that number six car with Bubba Wallace in it because they're unable to find a sponsor. This kid is the most sponsor-ready kid out there. I mean, he he fits all the demographics – from uh, whether you want to go the urban youth direction, just youth direction, whichever way you want to go. The skirt, you know, he's great on, on camera, good-looking kid, very personable and whatnot. They weren't able to put anything together for him. However, with uh, Eric Amarola's injury in the 43 car, he is now subbing in the 43 car. So it's a bad situation, made probably better. So, I mean, it, it should be interesting to see what he's able to do. This is, this is when he's... This is one of these bad situations which could actually come out as a plus, especially if he shows something in, in the 43 car. And we've seen this oh. with, with, some, with the, a lot of the, some with with some Xfinity drivers. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not putting Bubba Wallace in this category, but I did see this with, with some other people made this analysis with uh, Jeff Gordon, uh, Tony Stewart, and Jimmy Johnson, who didn't really excel in the Xfinity series, but you put them in a cup car and they show a lot more. Will this happen with Bubba Wallace? We will see. The 43 car is finally starting to make some hay with Eric Amarola. They were starting to get some momentum in that. It's, it's a shame uh, with him getting injured uh, in Kansas a couple weeks ago. And, but uh, this is a good opportunity for for Bubba Wallace to say, hey, I'm a driver, and I and I belong, and maybe this will propel him into a full-time ride in either the Xfinity or the Cup Series and, uh, for next year.
0: Well, and I, I think you're right, Steve. I mean, I, he's already shown, you know, I mean, a top 20 qualifying his first time out. Um, I think it was 16th. He's starting off tomorrow in, in his first race. So very impressive. Uh, they, Petty's team was very impressed with him. And he, you're right. He is definitely uh, very good on camera, very personable, and he's got talent. And there's a lot of talent out there to choose from, but I think this kid's the real deal, and I guess we'll find out tomorrow
2: Eddie, Let me get back to what you alluded to uh a couple seconds ago about the Kyle Bush penalty and from what I heard uh it's, it doesn't sound like you're a big fan
0: no no uh totally i you know I mean, nobody wants a wheel to come off their car but to, to take the crew chief and suspend them for four races with the with the pit crew. Two, two guys got uh, suspended. And also in the truck series, um, Brad Kazulowski, um Mike Hillman Jr., uh, got... Uh,
2: yeah, his team uh, got the same penalty. ...in the
0: truck for the same thing. And, you know, there's no advantage. I mean... If no harm, no foul, I think, with that. I mean, it, something could happen, but it didn't happen. And there's no advantage And to penalize a team that severely, I, I think. But, I mean, the rule states, it was 2015 that they put that in the rule book that uh, they will be suspended for four races.
2: See, I like it, and and this is what I, I think uh, is kind of – a double edged sword with uh, with NASCAR and NASCAR fans. We all pile on NASCAR constantly because they change the rules in the middle of the season. You never know, you know, up until 2 weeks before a race you don't know if they're going to add a fourth stage or not. You know, they do so much stuff that makes them very easy targets to make fun of. Now here they have a hard and fast rule Obviously, if you look at intent, the intent wasn't for them not to tighten the wheel and have it fall off the car, even though he was able to rebound for a a decent finish. But the fact that the rule is there, they actually abide by what's in the rule book. To me, I give them kudos, and I think it was a great job for them not to deviate from what's already written in stone. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the rule is there, so... You know, I mean, I just think the the rule isn't the best, but I mean, yeah, you, I think you're right. If the if the rule states that in the in the rule book, then they need to abide by it. And obviously, no one else has ever had this problem where they had this issue.
2: Yeah, and, I'm for them changing the rule if they want to go back in the off season, but at least for this season, uh, you know, they had to to stick by it. And you know, I'm I'm kind of with you. I think that having one loose lug nut post race does not equal ten thousand uh, dollars. So you know, I think they got a they got to go back to the drawing board with a whole lot of those tire uh,
1: rules. Or or Eddie, should they go to a single lug nut like they have in IMSA? You know, instead of pretending to go on with the thing with the five lug nuts, pretending they're stock cars, just go with that single lug nut.
0: I. I think you're totally right, Steve. I I think, uh, I mean, we've talked about that. And I don't, for safety purposes, and, you know, I mean, let's face it. The teams are looking for some sort of advantage. And if they don't pop one of the lug nuts on, you know, I mean, during one of their pit stops, you know, it could be a second that they could save. And they're all looking for time where if they went to the single lug nut, it would be cut and dry. It's either on or it's off. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, it would cut down the pit stop time. It, it would really, I think it would make it a lot safer. Okay. And, uh, I mean, this has just been an ongoing issue for years with these lug nuts. And yeah. how they can get around it, how they can make up time. And, you know, NASCAR is trying to police it, but I think the best way to police it. It's just making it a single lug nut, like they
1: do in IMSA. Right. We're talking to Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If I recall, Eddie, I, I thought when they first and Jeff may, may may remember this too. When they first introduced the car tomorrow, I think there was talk initially of having that just that single lug nut uh, for the for it was because it was based on the old Daytona prototype, if I recall, and then they. For whatever reason, they decided to go back to the, you know, the four uh, or the five uh, five bolt pattern.
2: I think well, you're right. That. I think there was talk about it. The the
1: only thing, if they go to
2: the single uh, the single lug nut, then you you're gonna lose a lot of excitement when it comes to actually watching the pit stops because they'll be done with the tires so fast. Then you're waiting for five seconds for the gas man to get done.
1: But it's you're, for you're, it's for safety, correct. Jeff. Yeah. Safety, <laughs> safety. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Then,
0: then, then they need to go to pump fuel. Then, you know, instead of the cans.
1: Oh yeah, they should have like a little. Oh yeah, they should have pumps, in right. which in which the 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 driver has to hand a credit card to the pit crewmen. <laughs> they have to swipe it, and then they well, have to maybe, decide. Sorry, Kyle Bush, you're at a prepay pump. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you, you got to flip like the lever up and then stick it in there and. Well, yeah, and you could order a sandwich <laughs> through the intercom
0: system while you're uh, putting fuel in your car.
1: You That's know? my kind of racing. It, you know, S- S- Sunoco would love that, right? They have all the Sunoco pumps going up and down the pit road.
0: I, I think they could come up with some way like that. I think, you know, I mean, it, it's time to move forward with that. I think the five lug nuts is, you know, I just think they need to move to one.
1: That's my feeling about it. I, I. Well, I think I think it's time for a break. Uh, you're listening to the Final Inspection Show from the David Hobbs Honda Studios here at 105.7 FM The Fan. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com.
2: Whoa! hooray! Let the show begin. I've been ready.
1: Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Make sure you get out there this weekend. Beautiful weather, beautiful drag racing, lots of stuff to do out at the drag strip in Union Grove, Wisconsin. And i also like to thank our friends at the Milwaukee Area and Napa Auto Centers. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. And also would like to thank David Hobbs Honda for coming on board from the David Hobbs Honda Studios. Dealer for the people located at 6100 North Green Bay Avenue in Glendale. And you can check them out at davidhobs.com. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Eddie Lapine from racingnation.com. And uh, this weekend, it's the North American stop uh, for the Formula One Circus as they're in uh, Montreal at Circuit de Gilles Villeneuve. And uh, it's, I guess, a lot of the attention actually has been kind of at the back of the grid thanks to Fernando Alonso and what he was able to do in Indianapolis uh, last month. But, I mean, this thing with Honda and McLaren and and everything involved is getting kind of ugly here with uh, Alonso saying, well, if if they can't win by September, I'm out.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, after his stay at Indy and how good he ran and how much fun he had, Um, I mean, I don't think you've seen him smile like that in a few years Right. the month of May at Indy. I just think, you know, I think there's some things going on, you know, and he's making career decisions. I I don't know if it's so much about coming over here and running full-time like some people are saying. I I think maybe Renault might be back in the mix. Um, Him going back home to Renault. uh, There's Talk and speculation that that's going on uh, because Palmer, I don't think is going to make it. Julian no, Palmer. I don't think he's going to make it. To I was, I was really surprised play.
1: they. I was really surprised they kept him out. Kept him out for this year.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I mean, but it changes pretty quickly there. You know, if you don't perform, and and, and still Renault isn't really performing either. I mean, there was.
1: I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen a manufacturer or an engine manufacturer that really is. I mean, pardon, basically crap to bed. I mean, this the Honda team. Nobody expected this. In fact, they've actually probably maybe slipped behind. They're trying to get more speed out of the out of the. Trying to get more performance out of the engine. They have no reliability. So they're trying to, you know, last year they were trying to get more reliability. They had no speed. So they're, you know, they're chasing their tail here. But the current rules, and with the current rules of Formula One, it's not like the old days where you could continue and tinker and tinker and tinker, you know, work on your car, you know, whatnot. I've said this before. It was, you know, whenever Ferrari had a dog, they would always tinker on the cars and somehow they would always at least put together a good car for the Italian Grand Prix. So even if they you know, if Ferrari would have a down year, at least by the Italian Grand Prix by September, they'd fix the car enough so they can at least perform well there. But now nowadays, you know, with the current real structure the way it is, you know, a team can't do that. And I mean no. I remember remember in the late eighties you had all these little teams like was it Lifehouse and Spirit and Onyx and all these little crap teams and that? LaRue. But, yeah, right. Yeah, and then yeah. you know, I mean uh Lamborghini had an engine, had a V twelve engine and I mean, right. but those are little small operations. This is Honda. this is you know, and I just it blows my mind that maybe you know you just, wonder you wonder maybe they should have cleared the the drawing board and you know you know the, probably what they've been doing is trying to to improve on on an engine, and maybe they should have just started over at some point in the last eighteen well, months
0: well that you. You know, you have a point there, but, you know, with the new rule structure, the way it's set up, it's like, you know, you're stuck with what you have. And, uh, you know, and you could see how that worked for Mercedes for the last few years. And now now with the new structure for this year, with the tires and the chassis, I mean, Ferrari's in the mix.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: it showed um And I love you know,
1: the, I, you know, and the, and uh, one thing I also will say about this new management, uh, people they have in there. I love how they, they, they just said to the teams a couple weeks ago, All right, and I, you know, I've been anybody who's been listening to the show for a while, I've been carping on this for years about the numbers on F1 cars. And they did that. And that Ferrari looks really good with the new numbers, the, the large number plates they have on it. Kind of like a throwback to the mid 70s when Nicky Lauda and Carlos Reutemann was running on the team. And yeah, it looks and good. Think, yeah. You, you can kind of see Jack who's Brown, right.
0: Zach Brown is. You know he's a grassroots racer, and he's a good promoter, and he listens to people, and yeah, that is a big deal. I think it's you know for years they wouldn't make the numbers any bigger, right. and uh, it just happened, and it, it's good. I mean they need to do it for the fans because really you can't even tell the drivers, um, you know a lot of their helmets are pretty close, to, right. you know to the sponsorship paint job. So and. I think it's it's great and it's but I think Honda's just they're just they're they're beating a dead horse basically now. I mean and they uh-huh. they have to go back to the drawing board one, and start over.
1: We we're, we're talking with Eddie Eddie Lapine from racingnation.com and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. One one quick point I want to make before we uh, take a break here, and then after the break we'll be talking with uh Indy Lights driver Aaron Tielitz here in just a few moments. Um I thought David Hobbs made a great point uh, yesterday during practice. He was talking about Lance Stroll and, and and the struggles he's been having with the Williams team, and he it was interesting because I, I didn't we you know people have been debating about you know this kid you know he's got a lot of money and whatnot and but he's won in everything he's been he's progressed very well through the, through the ranks and whatnot. But I thought Hobbs made a great point that you know this this was a bad year to do that. Jumping from GP three to Formula One because of the increased power and along with the tires, the more more traction, everything, the the F one the, the car of today or this year is a lot more aggressive than it was last year. And it would have been probably an easier transition if he did it last year.
0: Oh, I think David hit it on the head for him. I, I feel sorry for him. I think he should have waited another year or two and just kept doing what he's doing. The kid definitely has talent. Um, But, you know, when you, you, your dad writes a checkout for $30 million for you to go racing in Formula One, there's a lot of pressure. And he struggled during the pre, um, the pre-test in Valencia. And he just had lots of trouble getting grip. And, you know, it was him learning, but the team couldn't help him learn because they were learning. And when right. you got two people learning a sophisticated car like them, that car, it's just, you know, it's tough. And Philippe Massa is running really well, mm-hmm. you know, and and he wasn't running very well last year. And he was able to adapt to this. And Lance is just having – just lots of problems and he's had some bad luck too he's gotten run over a couple times and not all his doing you know so it's just hard i mean you're in the spotlight it's tough to go to those cars and if you go too early you know i mean it you drowned, and that's what you're seeing with him
1: well eddie we certainly appreciate you coming on the show today and uh Kind of like that Seinfeld uh, episode, the backwards episode that they have. Uh, you're usually on the end, and we got you right out in the front. So God, I uh, feel
0: like I got. I feel like I got promoted
1: here. <laughs> so welcome to the geez. show, Eddie. Yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh wow!
2: That and we're we'll so be
1: taking much, a I... we'll be taking a sports break here with Jeff Erlowski, and then when we come back, we'll be talking with the Indy Lights driver Aaron Tlitz, the Rice Lake Rocket, in a few moments here, and then after that, let's see, we got. Johnny O'Connell. Graham Rahel. Graham Rahel, John Forrest. So it's a full show. Plus, don't forget Dennis Michelson and Laurie Monroe. And the, the last half hour, they'll be talking NASCAR from racetalkradio.com. So uh, who's your pick uh, for the Canadian Grand Prix?
0: I think Hamilton. I, I think already when they were in uh, Q- uh, Q2 that uh Mercedes wasn't showing anything yesterday, and they've already stepped it down to a 12-6 uh, lap, and I think they're going to be pretty tough there.
1: All right, very good about IndyCar tonight.
0: I'll tell you, I like Dixon. I mean, he, you know, considering what he's been through in the last few weeks, uh, he's amazing.
1: All right, Jeff so, is writing down these furiously. So, uh, and then uh, NASCAR, we're going to go with. Kenson. Matt Wh- Kenson. Kenson? Who's Who's yeah. Kenson? Did, did, uh, Kenseth? Come on. Kyle <laughs> Bush? Are you okay, Eddie? Do we need to call 911?
0: No. <laughs>
1: hey, Matt make Kenseth, sure out, right?
0: Make, make sure you check, check out
1: Racing Nation. Okay, we will do it. Yes. Make sure you check oh. out racingnation.com for the latest in racing. They cover everything from the NASCAR, IndyCar, even World Endurance Championship. That's RacingNation.com. And uh, when we come back after a sports break, we'll be talking to Aaron Tealitz from the Indy Lights series on the final inspection show, brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?